Oh, bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me. I will bless the Lord. For he is good, his mercy endureth forever. He is so good. He's been better to me than I have been to myself. Just like a father would. Not a natural father, but a spiritual father. One who will take you under their wings. Comfort you and love you. Only like he know, only like he can. Who is like our God? There is none. None like him. And I'm forever thankful. I'm forever grateful for the love of God. Who is the great shepherd? Who is the great king? Who is the great Lord? They call him Yahweh. They call him Adonai. They call him Elohim. They call him Jehovah. I call him Abba. My father. Abba. Because I have the right blood covenant relationship with Abba. By the adoption of Jesus Christ that I can now call him Abba. Sometimes I don't even have words to call him, but I'll say daddy. Whatever you know him to be, love on him in that place, in that moment, in that space. I thank God for today. For this is the day that the Lord has made and I've decided to rejoice and be glad in it. Despite what may come or despite what may go, I made up my mind I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it because the joy of the Lord, not the earthly realm of happiness, but the joy of the Lord is my strength. I pray that it's your strength today as well. I don't care where you find yourself at. I don't care where you find yourself at. Mentally, physically, but spiritually get in the realm, in the vein of God. Because I'm telling you, God will help turn your situation around. And he will give you a word that you need for your day, your time, your whatever season that you find yourself in. There is a word for you. There is a word for you. Even as I was getting to go into the secret closet this morning and I began to go into the place of God, wherever you may find me at around the globe. Good morning, good evening, good night to you. But I pray to God that this bless you because it really blessed me. But this is your girl, Prophet CLSO with Mental Love Notes 101. And as I begin to just go before God's face, I began to, he, he, he took me to several verses. But this one right here blessed me. This blessed me. This is, this is what he shared with me this morning. Psalms 1. Because so many times we as body of believers, we feel like we've been forsaken. 
Body of believers, we feel like we've been cast aside. Body of believers, we feel like we just, no one cares. No one, it's almost like we're hanging on this rope by ourselves. But the, the word of the Lord said, bless. Bless is the man. Bless is Carlisha. Bless whatever your name may be. That walking not in the counsel of the ungodly. The ungodly is just those who are wicked and do wicked things. Nor standeth in the way of sinners. I don't find my feet standing where sinners are standing. I don't find my feet indulging in what sinners do. The Bible even said, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Because you got some people that set out to just do evil. And they'll take you with them if if you're not sharp enough to understand what they're doing. And discerning. But he began to say, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. What do you have delight in? Do you have delight in God's will and God's way? Or do you have delight in the evilness of the world? God said, and in his law do he meditate. Meditate therein, day in and day night. At day night. Day in and at night. Even Joshua 1 and 8, it tells us the same thing. Meditate. It ain't about what you can read. And it's not what you can speak. But it's meditating on this word. Key word was blessed. Happy are you if you do these things. It's a pronouncement upon man. But it's not just talking about any man. But it's the righteous man. It said, and he shall be like a tree. Planted. Because you, if you begin to meditate. And if you begin to just dwell on what God told you to do, even as the scripture said, if you abide in me and I abide in you, you can ask whatever you will. So if you abide in abiding, just mean living, resident, whole residing into who God is. He said, you shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. What are you bearing? Because all of us, as believers should be bearing something. We should be bearing what God has called us to bear. The fruit of the spirit. That somebody else can come in whatever season that they may be in. And come eat off our fruit. But what are we bearing? Because if you always bearing gloom and doom. Guess what? Nobody want to eat off that tree. Beside those who are emotionally fixated on it. But they shall bring forth his fruit in his season. Because we get uh, we get weary. And we get tired. And we get frustrated. And we get agitated. We get aggravated. We get stressed. I know we are believers. We don't suppose to feel that. But humanistically. And we are in this fleshly body. We get and we feel these things. These different types of emotions. But the, the, the Bible said. You're going to bring forth in your season. So maybe you're not in the season right now. Maybe you're not in the right season right now to bring forth. 
But keep bearing. Keep flourishing. Keep evolving. Because there's been a time that I even asked God. I said, God, take me back down to the part of will. Feel like I need to be back down, reshaped again. And God said, no, you don't need to be reshaped again. You're right where I need you to be. You've been molded into the image that I want you to be in. Because sometimes we think it's something wrong with us. Sometimes, more than a few, we think it's something wrong with us. But God said, no, there's nothing wrong with you. You're just going through the process of what I need to do in your life. You've been molded in my image. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't look good. It doesn't smell good. But you've been molded into my image. You've been molded into my image, says the Lord. And when you come forth, you're going to come forth in your season. Bearing fruit. Your leaves will not also wither. Your leaves are going to even show that you're healthy. And whatsoever CL doeth, she shall prosper. Whatever, whatever your name is, put your name there. Make it personal. This is a letter to you. You opening up the mail that God has given you. Stop opening up the Bible like it's somebody else's mail. This is a mail love letter to you. Make it personal. And whatsoever you shall do, the Bible declares you shall prosper. Prosper. Prosper in all things. Prosper in all things. Do you understand that? Prosper in all things. God said, whatever you put your hands to, it shall prosper. Wherever your feet shall tread, it shall be given unto you. Why? Because you shall prosper in the things that God has sent you to do. Not you, but what God has sent you to do. He said, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Yes, a lot of times we are willing to do the things of God, but we're not obedient to hearing the voice of God. We get to doing the thing and then somebody else come and then here we go shifting from what God said to now what man said. No, willing and obedient to do what God said. You're going to eat the good of the land. So fret not of yourself or the evil and wicked doers. Because the Bible said the ungodly are not so. But are like chaff, which the wind driveth away. Dust, you're going to drive away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment. Who are you to judge anybody when you already live in wickedness yourself? Nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord. Ah, thank you, Jesus. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous. But the way of the ungodly shall perish. Those who are doing wicked, those who are walking in envy, those who are walking in jealousy, if they don't repent and turn from their wicked ways, God said the ungodly will perish. That's not my word. That's according to his word. Even in Psalm 36. And all the time that God said his mercy endures forever. God's faithfulness, God's love endures forever. If God told you that he's going to take care, trust and believe he's going to take care. If God told you he was going to move your enemies out of the way, trust and believe God is going to remove your enemies out of the way. Even as he told Moses, the enemy that you see today, you will see him no more. Trust what God told you. 
Yeah, it may not look good. May, yeah, you may not understand how it's going to work out, but it's not for you to understand. It's for you to trust God. Your job, your only assignment is to trust God. God's assignment is to do it. We're trying to do God's job. And it's not so. It's not so. We cannot do, we cannot handle. It is above our pay grade to try to do God's job. It's his job to do his job. He said, one plant, one water, and I will give the increase. Stop trying to get the increase over your life. Well, God, I thought my life should be this way. And I thought my life should be this. No, just do what God told you to do. Keep moving. Some of our problem, we keep stopping. We keep stopping. God didn't tell you to stop. He didn't tell you to quit. Failure is temporary. Quitting is permanent. Some of you have just literally quit. You don't read. You don't study. You don't get in God's presence. You don't even pray. You just quit praying because God didn't answer. Oh, we didn't feel like God answered your prayer this week. Oh, and I'm just I'm just done with. It. I'm finished. I'm. I have heard it. I have seen it. I have witnessed it. And just when people are ready to quit, God shows up. Not that He's moved by what you said, but because you you allow impatience. You allow impatience to. No, patience have her perfect work. Not impatience. Because if you allow impatience to lead, impatience is going to lead. But God said, I got something for those people that's unrighteous. I got something for those people that's ungodly. I got something for them. Don't you sit there and get be all bent out of shape because of that. He said, I know the way of the righteous. Nahum 1 and 7, I know those who love me. Those who trust me. God knows. God knows. And God is getting ready to take care of it. And I'm going to read Luke 14, starting at 31st verse. Luke 14, 31. And it said, And came down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and taught them on the Sabbath days. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for his word was with power. And in the synagogue there was a man which had a spirit of unclean devil, and cried out with a loud voice, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace, and come out of him. And when the devil had thrown him in the midst, he came out of him and hurt him not. And they were all amazed and spake among themselves, saying, What a word is this? For with authority and power he commanded the unclean spirits, and they came out. And and the fame of him went out into every place of the country round about. And he arose of the synagogue and entered into Simon's house. And Simon's wife's mother was taken with a great fever, and they besought him for her. And he stood over her, and he rebuked the fever, and it left her, and immediately she arose and ministered unto them. Now when the sun was setting, and all that had any sick with divers or diseases brought them unto Jesus, and he laid his hands on every one of them, and he healed them. And devils also came out of many, crying out and saying, Thou art Christ, the Son of God. And he rebuking them, suffered them not to speak, for they knew that he was Christ. 
And when it was day, he departed and went into a desert place. And the people sought him and came unto him and stayed him and stayed him and he should not depart from them and he said unto them i must preach the kingdom of god to other cities also for therefore am i sent and he preached in the synagogues of galilee i'm gonna read just a little bit in verse five chapter five and it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of god he stood by the lake of gesnerit and two ships standing by the lake but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets so in this midst of this and i heard the holy spirit tell me that this is going to be a series and the series is simply this walking in your authority walking in your authority walking in your authority so one of the things i love about jesus And even in the midst of him teaching, the Bible declares that they were astonished at his doctrine. The the thing about the society we live in, they are preaching everything else besides the doctrine of Jesus Christ. People have come now with the gospel of convenience. People have come now with the gospel of Rome. People have come now with the gospel of normalcy. People have come now with the gospel of their own teaching and their own erroneous doctrine. But in the midst of it all, you are only going to possess power and authority by speaking the word of God. That's why verse 32 said, for his word was with power. For his word was with power. His word was with authority. Jesus knew how to walk in his authority. That not only walk in his authority, but whatever he spoke, whatever he done, whatever he laid his hand on, it had to abide by his command. It had to have anything that Jesus began to speak to. It had to abide by his command. Why? Because he he was confident. Do you understand that he was confident in his possession of having authority? He was confident that whatever I speak, it has to obey me. He was confident that whatever I touch, it has to obey me. He was confident in that. We have to walk in that same confidence. We have to walk in that same authority. They were astonished because of the simple fact of his doctrine, his teaching. Jesus taught from the very power of the kingdom of God. For his word was with power. His word was with authority. Why was his word with authority? How could he walk in authority? How could he? What was the source of Jesus' power? So, uh, yeah, I hear you speaking that. What was the source of his power? What was the source of why Jesus could do what he done? When he done it? How he done it? What was his source? What was the source of his Jesus' power? Well, Luke tell you that. If you go back to 14, that same verse, chapter 4. Luke chapter 4 and 14. It said, and Jesus returned in the power of the spirit. Uh, who is the spirit that, why can't, why can we walk in that same authority? Because we possess that same spirit by way of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus returned in the power of the spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through all of the region round about. 
They went out of fame. They went out news about Jesus. They was all people talking about what Jesus had done, how Jesus done it, and how the sub, how the spirit of the enemy was subject. No demons was subject to his authority. Because he walked in the same power that we possess today by way of Holy Spirit. In the power of the Spirit. Having repulsed Satan. Jesus is all more fortified to initiate his ministry. He's able to initiate his ministry because he understands the power and authority that he walk in. Not that he went in his own power and might. Not that he went in his own name. Yeah, he could have went in his own name, but his name was given to us. He went in his father's name. His enemy was still subject to him. That's why 18 said the spirit of the Lord. Now this is for Jesus' assignment. But whatever God has assignment for you, you walk in the spirit of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He has sent me to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised. The anointing is what makes the difference. The anointing. This anointing was set for Jesus. The spirit of the Lord was set for Jesus to do this right here that he was told to do. But what is the Lord's, the spirit of the Lord is upon you to do what? What has the spirit of the Lord been upon you to do? Have you even asked God? Have you even seek Holy Spirit about it? To preach the acceptable year of the Lord is at all time. That is the great ministry. The missio day of all of us. The mission of God is to the greatest ministry of all is to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And every year is acceptable to God. And even in his walking in his authority. And you walking in your authority. It said that and when he entered into the synagogue, hear me clearly in the Holy Ghost. And in the synagogue, there was a man God. in the church, in the temple, in the sanctuary, synagogue. What is a synagogue? Synagogue is a place of dwelling, place of worship, right? Yes, it is. So here this is the Bible said, and in the synagogue, there was a man. Which had a spirit of an unclean devil. So in the midst of the services. In the midst of your church service. In the midst of wherever you are at. In the temple. In the synagogue. In the sanctuary. There are times that there will be spirits of unclean devils sitting among you. But that's why you have been equipped. That's why you have been suited up. To walk in your authority. To walk in the power of the, of the might of the Holy Spirit. Not by power nor by might. But by the spirit of the living God. 
And in the synagogue, there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil and cried out with a loud voice. Even in the midst of that, that body, that temple, that man, that human being, whoever will be possessed by that spirit had to cry out. I need help. I need this, deli- this deliverance because people are crying for help and people are crying for deliverance. But we so busy mocking and bickering with one another that we don't even see how the enemy is tormenting people. We think everybody in there crying out. Oh, they just crying because we sang good. They just crying because they in the midst of the service. They just crying because they have this and that. No, they crying for help. Are you able to discern the help? Or do you are you able to discern the spirit that that kind that needs to be removed from them? He said, "A crying with a loud voice." Saying, and then they begin to say, because I don't care how many times you sit in there, and when the spirit of the enemy is overtaking a person's life. At some point, that person is going to cry out. And at some point, that enemy is going to cry out. Trust and believe me, I done dealt with the spirit. I done seen the spirit operate in a body. Because it was one of my own children that the spirit operated in. One minute, she's coming to herself, crying out for help. Next minute, you see the spirit of the enemy taking over. Almost like a wrestle. But here it is. The Bible said this man sat in a synagogue, had a spirit of an unclean devil and cried out with a loud voice. But this time, even in the midst of this, it was saying, let us alone. Because sometimes the spirit don't want to be removed from the body. Because some people have done allowed these spirits, these demonic spirits and unclean spirits to sit there and dwell in these bodies that you don't even want notice that you need help. So now it's saying, Lead, let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Are thou come to destroy us? Even the enemy knows that God can destroy him. They said, I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. How is it that even in the midst of this, and as I begin to read out of all of the synoptic gospels of Jesus Christ, that in the midst of all this, Jesus didn't really have a problem with the de- demons. They were subject to him. They knew him. They knew him. They knew what he was capable of doing. They knew how he was walking in his authority. They knew him. But you had these people who were high priests, who were high priests that didn't even know who Jesus was. But yet you said you understood the law. Workers of iniquity. Walking in wickedness. You have no clue what the law was. You have no clue who Jesus was. Because if your spirit bared witness with him, you wouldn't have been trying to kill him. Because let me tell you something. And news flash to you. When you start learning to walk in your authority. When you start learning to walk in the power and the, of the Holy Spirit. The enemy going to do everything he can and want to shut you down. But they know. These spirits were subject to Jesus. They knew. They said, did you come to destroy us? Did you come? We know who you are. Thou art the Holy One of God. They pronounced who God was. They pronounced who Jesus was. Because they knew the same one that created me is now standing before me. Huh? Cut God from Zion. The same one that created me is now standing before me. Are you coming to destroy us? They are on assignment too. 
The, do you understand that the, the wicked one, the wicked demons, devils, they have a demonic assignment too. Just like we have a kingdom assignment to do the will of the Father, they have a demonic assignment to do the will of the devil. So they want to know, do you come to destroy us? Are you coming before time? We know who you are. <laughs> why, why? Why are the subject? Why? Why? Do the enemy know who God is and who Jesus is? But then you have the people of God who fights among one another who don't even know the discerning and can discern that this is a brother or sister. No, because now we're looking at it ain't Christian versus Christian. It's the false prophets against the true prophets. It's the believers against those who are unbelievers. It's time for us to wake up and catch up. Wake up and catch up. The enemy is out there doing everything he can to destroy the body of Christ. And some of us are helping him. It's sad to say, but some of us are helping him. Some people have now allowed their members and their members to now work against what God is doing. And they're working against what the, trying to build the kingdom. And they're doing everything to tear the kingdom down. Division. And that's one of the things that God said he hates. Six things are the abomination. And one thing he hates is that's discord. But you had these same people. I said, Jesus, his greatest fight. It wasn't with demons. He cast them out. He did what he's supposed to do. They left. His greatest fight was with the Sanhedrin council. Those who call themselves elders and priests, high priests, chief priests in the synagogues. His, his greatest fight was against those who say they know the will of God. His greatest fight was those who say they love God. His greatest fight was among those religious leaders. Same one that destroyed him. And then he realized what they was doing. Some of the people say, well, they was only being led by the enemy, but the enemy knew who Jesus was. The enemy knew who Jesus was. But the believers who called themselves believers didn't have a clue who he was. So even those who betray you, even those who betray your trust, even those who betray your love, even those who betray you, guess what? They are part of the plan. It doesn't feel good, I know. Trust me, I know. But it's a part of the plan that God be glorified. It's a part of the plan that God be glorified. Because God said, I'm going to get the glory out of the end of this story. So it's up to you. Are you going to let God take over and write it? The story? Or are you going to still try to write it and keep running out of ink? And wonder why you're running out of ink? You wonder why your, your energy level so low? You wonder why you feel so perplexed? You wonder why you feel so weary and tired? Because you're trying to do something that is not aligned with you to do. Trust the maker of heaven and earth to do what he said he would do. For Jeremiah declared, I know the plans that I have for you. The Lord said, I know the plans that I have for each one of you.
plans of peace and not of evil to give you the expected end. Don't your end may end quick, but God said, I give you an unexpected end. Unexpected end. So walk in your authority. Walk in the, your authority. And walking in your authority is not saying that you possess this authority, but you are possess this power by the power of Holy Spirit. I can't do anything. Nothing at all. And I don't even want to do anything without the power and might of Holy Spirit. God has a work for you to do. And it's up for you to either do it or to give up in it. But either way, you you have a, a kingdom assignment. And if you let loose of that purpose, and if you let go of that assignment, let go of what God told you to do it's nobody's fault about getting chastised but your own cause God said I, whether you do the assignment or not it's still yours to do whether you come home and empty handed it's still yours to do maintain the ground you have gained and refuse to get discouraged and give up remember failure is temporary but quitting is permanent it's permanent Refuse to give up. You are being transformed into a better version of yourself one day at a time. Each day, God is making you and molding you into his image. And you will look back on these days that you felt like you was giving up. These days that you felt like I was worthless. You These days that you didn't think you was even think compatible to anybody. in the comp- You're not. God said you're one of a kind. You're one of a kind. But you're going to look back and wonder with gratitude for what you have learned in the process. What you have gained in the process. What you have seen in the process. What you have experienced in the process. Because your experience now is going to help somebody else in the, in the future. Proceed with grace offered to you by the Holy Spirit. With a thankful heart. Always have a thankful heart. I don't care what it looks like, but always have a thankful heart. It may get rough, but have a thankful heart. You may not like it, but have a thankful heart. Gratitude is that going to take you to your aptitude. You go higher. You go higher. And you continue to go higher only in the place of your gratitude. Ephesians 2 and 8 and 9 said, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourself is not of you. It is of the gift of God. Not of works. Lest anyone should boast. Ain't nothing we can boast about. But it's only because of the grace of God. That we are not consumed. It's only by the grace of God. That we can walk in our authority. So walk in your authority. Not just on today. But every day. Because when you start put walking in your authority and putting the enemy at flight, you understand that this, <laughs> this journey will be a whole lot easier. Start commanding some things. Start binding some things. Start loosing some things. God said, I give you the keys to bind and loose. What are you doing with them? Are you letting somebody else use your keys or are they still sitting in the door? Or are they still hanging up on the door hanger? Use your authority. 
walk in your authority and watch things start to change. All right, this is your girl, Prophet of CL Suz, for Mental and Love Notes 101. If you have not subscribed, please subscribe. If you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel, please subscribe. Share with somebody. Sow the seed of sharing and continue to walk in your authority. This is Series 1. It shall be continued.